What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question. So we're going to go through the question stem, point out the relevant clinical findings, take a look at the question and the answer choices, and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question. Then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question. Alright everybody, so this is actually number 40 for Da Vinci Cases. This is our 40th case video. And uh, just so you know, if you're listening to the audio of this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we do post the video to YouTube every week, and it's also on our website, and the links for our YouTube channel and the website are in, our, in the description. Uh, we also post the PDF notes to our website every week for every single DaVinci cases, so if you uh, want access to those, you can go to our website. Uh, so make sure you take advantage of watching the video and Please subscribe to our, our YouTube channel and, and subscribe on the audio platform that you listen on as well. That really helps uh, support us and get these DaVinci cases found all over. Uh, anyways, you know, this is the last case of 2021, and we really appreciate everyone who watches the videos and, and listens to the audio. Uh, you know, we're happy to produce this for you and, and help your education. Um, so for this last case of 2021, let's get it started. So we've got a 34-year-old man and he has a past medical history notable for hypertension and asthma, and he visits his primary care physician's office after experiencing rhinorrhea, nasal congestion, and worsening of his asthma symptoms for the past week. So this is a young guy. He does have hypertension. He does have asthma, but he's mainly coming to the office because he's had these cold-like symptoms, kind of you know runny nose, nasal congestion, and then worsening of his asthma symptoms for a week. Um, so he wants to get these further evaluated. So usually it's, you know, when someone comes to the doctor, they're coming because they've tried something already and it's not working and they want to see if there's some alternative. So reading on here, he's been taking pseudoephedrine, which is actually an alpha-1 receptor agonist, which actually helps constrict blood vessels and decrease nasal congestion. Uh, and then he's also been taking aspirin, which I imagine is to help with, you know, these cold-like symptoms over the past week. So he's only been taking these two for the past week along with his symptoms. He also takes a lisinopril daily, which would be for his blood pressure. He has been experiencing daily asthma attacks for the past week within two hours after taking his medications in the morning. So this is a very specific uh, time period. It's only in the morning. It's only after a couple hours after he takes his medications. They're happening daily, which is pretty significant. And so that makes us wonder, maybe one of his medications might be triggering these asthma attacks. So let's read on to see a little bit more here. The attacks are characterized by severe shortness of breath, and wheezing. So that's, you know, pretty typical symptoms for an asthma attack. Fortunately for him, he doesn't, he hasn't felt the need where he needs to go to the hospital. He's able to get relief as we see here in the next sentence, the attacks are relieved by an albuterol inhaler. So thankfully for him, he's able to relieve them. But, you know, I understand why he comes to the doctor. You can't live like this. So he needs to get further evaluation. Otherwise, he reports only using his inhaler one to two times per year to relieve asthma symptoms. So this guy does not have severe asthma. He does not having these daily attacks. This is a new thing for him. Um, and so he's, you know, obviously trying to get this figured out and get a new uh, therapy. Physical exam is notable for a nasal polyp. That's important. We'll talk about that in a second. His primary care physician instructs him to continue taking the pseudoephedrine, but to stop taking aspirin and other NSAIDs and then prescribed him monolucast. So let's summarize these findings. You may have an idea of already what this is. And the question is asking Montelukast inhibits which of the following. So it's basically asking you what is the mechanism of action of Montelukast. 
So this is a young man with past medical history of hypertension and asthma. He takes lisinopril for hypertension, uh, and his asthma only requires an inhaler one to two times per year. He has a one-week history of chronic rhinosinusitis and daily asthma attacks relieved by albuterol. He has a nasal polyp found on nasal exam. So this patient has the triad for aspirin-induced asthma. He's got chronic rhinosinusitis, like I talked about. He has a nasal polyp, and he has worsening of asthma symptoms when taking aspirin. So this can also have, it's typically aspirin as in the name, aspirin-induced asthma. However, it can also happen with some other NSAIDs as well. And so that's why the doctor told him to stop taking aspirin and any other NSAIDs as well. Um, he's also been instructed uh, or prescribed Mondalucast. And so the question's basically asking you which of the following is inhibited by Mondalucast. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break from the case right now to let you know that DaVinci Cases is brought to you by DaVinci Academy which provides online video courses for the medical basic sciences. These courses are taught using a variety of teaching methods, including bullet point outlines, diagrams, radiology images, and chalk talks to explain the fundamental concepts. We then teach the application of those concepts to numerous clinical pearls that are frequently tested on medical school exams and the USMLE. Our video courses are available on our website, dviacademy.com, as monthly subscriptions starting at $9.99 per month. Each video course has a corresponding outline format textbook as well. You can find the link to our website in the description below. Also be sure to use the discount code DC20 to receive 20% off any of our video courses. Now back to the case. So to better understand that, let's go through this uh, pathway here, basically of where you take membrane phospholipids and convert them into arachidonic acid via phospholipase A2, and then convert arachidonic acid into a number of other molecules. So you have the cyclooxygenase pathway, which would be also, you know, COX-1. And so that can produce obviously prostacyclin, prostaglandins, thromboxane. You can also have it produce leukotrienes, and these have a number of other uh, effects as well. And so what happens is, is if you take aspirin, aspirin is going to inhibit this cyclooxygenase pathway or COX-1. So you're going to inhibit prostaglandin synthesis. So what that's going to do is it's going to actually shift the pathway, as we're indicating with the red arrow here, to produce more leukotrienes. You're going to have increased leukocyte chemotaxis, so you're going to have increased recruitment, essentially, of leukocytes. And then these leukotrienes, C4, D4, and E4, they bind these receptors called the cis-LT1 receptors. And what happens is, is you have increased bonding of those, and what those receptors do, particularly in the lungs, they increase bronchial smooth muscle contraction, which produces bronchoconstriction, hence exacerbating asthma symptoms. They increase eosinophil migration and increase edema. So increased inflammation, increased edema, obviously all help further exacerbating symptoms of asthma. What you can do to help with this is give Montelukast. And Montelukast actually is an antagonist for these specific receptors. So it blocks cis-LT1 receptors. So it blocks these leukotrienes from binding these receptors. And so what that does is it increases bronchial smooth muscle contraction, essentially dilation. You have bronchodilation, so it helps you know open up the, the airways, increase eosinophil migration, and decrease edema. Although you know with aspirin you're increasing leukotrienes, you're kind of counteracting that with monoleucast. And then if you stop aspirin, so if you stop using aspirin, you know, this then, this increase in leukotrienes also goes away as well. 
So you decrease the leukotrienes, and then any leukotrienes that are hanging around, they're blocked from binding these receptors. So that's kind of the, you know, obviously the two major arms of the treatment for aspirin-induced asthma. The other thing is you can give steroids, and those actually inhibit phospholipase A2, so they decrease production of arachidonic acid. So sometimes these patients are, if they have really bad or really severe symptoms, or the, the Montelukast or discontinuing aspirin don't do it, you can also give corticosteroids as well. Given that, we kind of have our answer here, but let's just go through the answer choices here. So our cis LT1 receptors, you know, Montelukast inhibits those. That seems like that is probably our answer. Phospholipase A2, as we mentioned previously, steroids inhibit that to decrease arachidonic acid synthesis. Um, so that doesn't seem to be our answer. Cyclooxygenase 1 or COX-1, as we mentioned, aspirin inhibits that to decrease prostaglandin synthesis, which is the culprit here and, and which ends up shifting to increase leukotriene synthesis. Histamine 1 or H1 receptors, so those are the targets of antihistamines like diphenhydramine, and those are used to treat allergic reactions, not necessarily asthma attacks. They're more so used to treat uh, allergic reactions. And then lastly here, alpha-1 adrenergic receptors, inhibition of those actually decreases blood pressure, so those are usually blood pressure medications. Like I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the case, pseudofedrin acts on alpha-1 alpha adrenergic receptors, but it's actually an agonist. It's not an antagonist. So it actually stimulates these receptors, remember, to constrict the vessels, particularly in the sinuses and the nasal passages, to decrease congestion within those areas. So to close this out, Montelukast inhibits the cystinal leukotriene receptor 1, or cis-LT1, and what this does is decreases uh, constriction of bronchial smooth muscle, thus causing bronchodilation and helping relieve the symptoms of asthma. All right, that's all I have for you this time. Be sure to check out all the Da Vinci Cases videos available on our YouTube channel and our website, dviacademy.com. The PDF notes for every Da Vinci Cases is also available on our website. Also be sure to check out our podcast, The Da Vinci Hour, where we interview attendings and residents across medicine to learn more about their experiences, their specialties, and to get their insights on navigating a career in medicine. You can find the Da Vinci Hour podcast on our website or any platform where podcasts are found. Lastly, you can find all of our video courses and corresponding outline format books on our website. Don't forget to use the discount code DC20 for 20% off.